May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. You may recall the story of our forefather, Abraham, called by God in his old age to go with his wife, Sarah, to leave their home in Haran, leave everything behind and go to a land that I will show you. God promised Abraham that they would have many children and be exceedingly blessed. And in a wild act of faith, they did it. They left home and family and traveled far, far away. They set out in hope that God's promise was true, that barrenness would be replaced with blessing. In today's Genesis reading, we find Abram years later. Although Abram and Sarah had followed God's call, the promise of children, of an heir, has not been fulfilled. Barrenness persists. And Abram, the original man of faith, is wondering about the whole project. And who can blame him? He and Sarah were old at the time of their original call from God. Now, years later, that much older, the idea of Sarah having even one child, much less be responsible for as many as the stars in the sky, is laughable. All the evidence, everything they see, suggests that God's promise was sheer folly. Everything he and Sarah had staked their lives on had not happened. So when we find him today, Abraham is fearful about the future. These are real questions. How can God's promises be true? Is God trustworthy in the face of what we see all around us every day? Yet another shooting rampage this week. Faithful worshipers killed as they gathered for prayer. The rhetoric of fear and hatred is a constant refrain, not only from extremists on the Internet, but from some of our leaders. Words that fuel hatred, division and violence. Where is hope for God's family, all God's children? Is there a future with blessing, or do we face a barren landscape of more greed and destruction of one another and of our earth? Are there barren places in our lives, things we pray for, wanting to trust God's promise, but all too aware that our particular emptiness persists. How do we keep the faith, continue to hope in the face of what may appear to be God's absence? Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann says that Abraham is truly the father of faith. And let us not forget that he is the father of three faith traditions. 
making us brothers and sisters with our Jewish and Muslim relatives. Brueggemann says, Abraham is the father of faith because he stands before God and challenges the promise. His faith is not a peaceful, pious acceptance, but rather a hard-fought and deeply argued conviction. Abram has concluded that God's promise to him and Sarah for a child was a false alarm. In his experience, barrenness persists. And now he, like many of us, is fearful for his future. But God's opening line in today's reading is, fear not, fear not. God knows that Abraham is afraid, is losing hope, is questioning his entire commitment, his journey, and his life. Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield. And your reward will be very great. God offers this assurance. I am with you, protecting you. You can trust me. And your reward shall be great. My promise is good. But Abram protests. But I have no heir. You promised, and it looks like I will have to use the son of a slave to inherit the land. God responds again, reiterating the promise. Your heir will be your own child. And then there's the best part of the story. And then God takes Abraham outside and says, look up. Count the stars if you can. That is what the promise looks like. So many will your descendants be. What a remarkable thing. I imagine it like this. God, Abram, two old guys, standing outside quietly for a long time, with their heads back, gazing up at the heavens filled with uncountable stars. God probably has a small, satisfied smile, just admiring his creation, those beautiful stars, Hung in the heavens. Abram, old and tired, but standing up straight, so near to God. The promise, the promise no more objectively believable than before. But somehow in that moment, Abram's faith in the promise is restored and renewed. What happened? What's different? How does Abram go from doubt, fear, and hopelessness to a renewed faith in God's promise? Here's Brueggemann again. Abram and Sarah are called to live their lives against barrenness. The reward calls them to live as creatures of hope in a situation of hopelessness. Their trusting doesn't cause the reward. 
God's reward is pure gift to those who are willing to live in hope, to risk for the promise. So what does this mean for us? Brueggemann reminds us that although this passage looks like a back-and-forth discourse between God and Abraham, we must not hear it as a human, logical argument. He says it's not an argument, it's a revelation. God's words, the stars, these are a vision, a disclosure of God's very self. God who gives the promise is the one who makes it believable. Abram doesn't now suddenly have a different vision of Sarah or of himself as somehow young again, but rather he knows that he must rely on God. God's reality, where a stance of hope, of trust in the unbelievable, is the reality of faith. Abraham has abandoned a reading of reality which is measured by what he can see and touch and manage. His new orientation is not a Pollyanna passive, oh, everything will work out all right. By grace, he now knows and he now sees that there is a future to be given which is new. Not derived from present circumstances of barrenness and emptiness and loneliness. He sees that God will cause a break. A break between the exhausted present and the buoyant future. A break between the exhausted present and a new future. To have faith is to stand in this hope, this vision of God's revelation. So faith is not an intellectual exercise, but rather an invitation to stand gazing at the stars next to God, awed in wonder at the enormity of a creation which we participate in but did not make, open to the possibilities caught in those stars, hoping to glimpse God while ever aware that God is standing right next to us, our shield, the promise maker, the promise keeper. We learned this morning that God will break in and change the exhausted present into something new. We know that God has broken in and is transforming the present and the future. We know this God revealed to Abraham. We know this God revealed to us in Jesus. We know this God revealed to us each week in the bread and the wine. As we continue our journey through this season of Lent, many of us are challenged by darkness and loneliness, grief, illness, 
loss, and real fear for our world. May we, like Abraham, hear God's word. Do not be afraid. May we receive by grace faith in God's promise of a new future of life and blessing. May we risk our lives, our hearts, the disdain and disbelief of our world to follow this promise, to embody the promise in our daily lives by loving others, to act on the promise by working for justice and mercy, truly loving our neighbors as ourselves. May we rely on God's faithfulness to us, God's hesed, to strengthen us so we are witnesses like Abram and Sarah, witnesses against barrenness and emptiness and fear. May we, by God's grace, believe, have hope, And be sustained by the promise of everlasting life in communion with the one who loves us to the end. Amen.